Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten Rommel yet? Welcome into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition. I am Ben McKee coming to you live from the heart of Texas. I'm in San Antonio on a Friday evening for Tennessee basketball on Saturday night, but I've got to drop everything that I'm doing, Ryan Callahan, because Tennessee football has finally, for Tennessee fans, picked up its first commitment out of the transfer portal. Yeah, and it's a big one. Uh, Notre Dame tight end Holden Stays has committed to Tennessee uh, about five days removed from his official visit to Knoxville. Uh, Tennessee was the first school that hosted him uh, after he entered the transfer portal. At Actually, maybe the first school to go see him. I'm not sure which other schools saw him on that very first day, but Alec Ablin, Tennessee's tight ends coach, was up in South Bend just hours after he officially added his name to the transfer portal. Tennessee was sort of able to plan that ahead of time because he had announced a few days earlier that he was going to be entering the portal. So Tennessee very quickly set its sights on hold and stays. And that's very much in line with where we have him ranked right now. You know, our transfer portal rankings will still be expanded and changed multiple times before this portal cycle is finished. But right now, 24-7 Sports has him ranked the number one tight end in this 2024 cycle in the transfer portal. So a uh, big, big get here for Tennessee at a position of need. Obviously, a tight end uh, a tight end is a position they really prioritized from the start. 
as soon as they got uh, into the transfer portal and sorting through those options, they, they really made a concerted effort to find the top tight ends, go after those guys, give themselves a few options. Uh, they also lined up a visit with uh, Bauer Sharp from southeastern Louisiana before that one was canceled this week. And then Kentucky's Jordan Dingle actually made it to Knoxville on Friday for his official visit with the Vols this weekend. I thought there was a real chance he would end up at Tennessee, but Holden stays kind of beats him to the punch. Uh, and, and Tennessee was fine with that. They were going to take the first one of those two guys that wanted in. And in this case, it was stays despite Georgia getting involved there this week and hosting him on a visit on Thursday, uh, Washington and Oklahoma were the other two schools that he was supposed to visit. He did make it to Washington, ended up canceling the Oklahoma visit this weekend and just going ahead and making a decision. So Tennessee essentially beating out Georgia, I think, in the end was basically who finished runner-up from what I understand. I think he was really intrigued by Georgia, but they've obviously got some depth at tight end. Tennessee, pretty clear path to a starting job with Jacob Warren and McAllen Castles heading out. So big, big get for Tennessee and uh, certainly a really good player that I think Tennessee is pretty excited about to address that major need at tight end. Well, first things first, what do you think this means for Jordan Dingle? Is he still in the mix? Is he still on campus as we speak? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure his status as we speak. I don't know if that visit will uh, continue. I've heard some talk of him maybe heading somewhere else by Saturday to visit another school. Um, I don't think he will end up at Tennessee. Uh, I, I don't think there was any expectation from the start. And I've I've mentioned this throughout the week, and I think people have still kind of held out some hope. But I don't think there was any expectation on Tennessee's end that they would be able to get both of those guys. Uh, I think they knew that they would both be looking for starting jobs wherever they go. Um, and I think there's already quite a bit of interest in Dingle as word has kind of gotten around that uh, that he's looking for other options. I think he's going to uh, have some pretty good schools to to sort through over the next couple of days, whatever he ends up doing visit wise. But um, I think he'll still end up at a power five school to, for, for sure and, and probably getting a starting job somewhere. So uh, I think he'll be just fine. But whichever one of these guys Tennessee got, you know, the first one in was going to get it. If that was Dingle, they were fine with that. But in this case, stays, uh, you know, coming off the Georgia visit, decided he had seen enough and didn't need to go to Oklahoma. And uh, and Tennessee gets its guy. And, and again, kind of the first guy they really set their sights on in the transfer portal. They also offered Justin Jolly that same day from from uh, from Connecticut, or, or Jolie, maybe it's pronounced. But he, uh, um, he, he ended up not making the visit to Tennessee. They kind of called that one off last week. And stays ended up being the guy who kind of remained at the top of Tennessee's board throughout the process along with Dingles. So, uh, uh, you know, again, a guy that they were really happy to, to get and, and there's, there's maybe a chance Tennessee could still add a second tight end from the transfer portal, but their, their focus has been getting one first and making sure they get that starter quality player that they know they can count on going into next season. If they were to get somebody else, I think it would be clearly a depth guy, someone that's not going to be any sort of threat to hold and stays. They, they don't envision, I don't think rotating, um, the way they did last year with Jacob Warren and McAllen Castle. So I think Holden stays in all likelihood is going to be your starting tight end for Tennessee in the season opener next year. Which I imagine played a big role in Holden committing to Tennessee. But aside from the clear, obvious path to starting, do you think there's anything else that pushed over, pushed Tennessee over the edge to land Holden stage? Because th- this is a big recruiting win in the transfer portal over some significant schools that they were recruiting against. It really is. And, and you know, it, interesting to me that he took a, a few visits or, or lined up a few visits, I should say, across the country. He, he, he kind of went coast to coast. He goes from Tennessee to Washington and it was going to go back to the middle of the country and visit Oklahoma. Uh, so he had some options, uh, you know, just from from coast to coast and uh, and then ends up back at Georgia, where 
I think there was some re- some real concern about the Georgia involvement, and, and rightfully so. It's obviously a top tier program these days, and and Georgia does a really good job with the tight end position in particular. The problem there is the depth chart. You know, they, with the addition of two tight end commitments in the 2024 class, I think they're set to have five scholarship tight ends on the roster already next year. Tennessee has only two, so if it did come down to those two schools, and again, I think that's the case in the end. Um, you know, I think the depth chart, you know, kind of helped help push Tennessee over the edge. But I think there is, to your point, a lot uh, a lot of other things he liked about Tennessee, and one of those was a chance to get back closer to home. Uh, let's face it, Notre Dame a little bit farther away, and he's got to fly uh, a lot of times to get home from Chicago or from South Bend. Um, so he he could he's got a three hour drive, and he's back home in Atlanta. He, he played at Westminster School in Atlanta, former four-star prospect down there, um, actually took his very first recruiting visit to Tennessee back in March of 2018. I thought this was pretty cool. Um, he never really gave Tennessee much of a look out of high school. It just didn't work out with him and Tennessee's former staff before he committed to Notre Dame and the Vols' new staff didn't get involved there uh, down the stretch in his recruitment. I think he may have already signed early anyway, but regardless, it was mostly during the Jeremy Pruitt era that he was being recruited. And uh, and so they offered him, but never really got that heavily involved. But his very first visit, he was in eighth grade. You can still see the pictures on his Twitter timeline. Skinny, <laughs> much noticeably thinner kid back then in eighth grade than he is now. But that was the very first place he visited. And he remembered seeing Neyland Stadium and being impressed by Tennessee's campus and everything. Uh, but coming back, you know, five years later almost, or, or more than five years later, and, uh, you know, obviously a different-looking place in a lot of ways, but uh, I think certainly felt a comfort level. His family did, too. They drove up from Atlanta for the visit last weekend and obviously liked the uh, just the ease with which they were able to travel to Knoxville uh, and, and how comfortable that would be for from a travel perspective. And, and I think they, they really liked just everything Tennessee was selling. Alec Ablin connected with them well, did a good job recruiting him, I think, over the past couple weeks. And, and I think Tennessee, again, you know, did a good job selling its opportunity, how they like to use their tight ends, even showed him Princeton Fant, the former Tennessee tight end, and sort of the versatility he had within Tennessee's offense, the way they lined him up in the backfield, did some different things with him. I think making it clear, hey, we're going to take our players and sort of mold the system and the scheme and the game plan to them as opposed to just making tight ends fit into what we already do. So um, that, I think he liked hearing that as well and just sort of knowing that he's going to get to play with Nico Iamaliava too. You know, he mentioned that, that Tennessee's got a five-star quarterback uh, that's going to be taking over as a starter next year and uh, that he's excited about the direction of the offense with him leading the way. So a lot of things about Tennessee that I think checked a lot of boxes for him, uh, but certainly the chance to get back closer to home and start right away, th- those were two big ones for him. Well, and for Tennessee, I mean, it goes without being said, just a massive addition because – you had two scholarship tight ends before this point, and one of them in Emmanuel Okoye doesn't seem too close to getting on to the football field as he learns how to play football. Uh, and then also Ethan Davis, very promising young prospect who should have a nice season next year, but he's still a redshirt freshman. So uh, I, I know that part of it played heavy in Holden Stay's decision, but for Tennessee, I mean, it, it's massive to to make sure that they landed not only a tight end body out of the transfer portal, but one that appears to have real quality to it. Yeah, they they definitely needed uh, someone who could be a, a day one starter. And, and and another good thing about Holden Stay's, he is draft eligible after next season, but he has two seasons of eligibility left. So this could be a, a guy who comes in and starts for the next two years, potentially, depending on how things go. That's a big deal to have that position kind of solidified for the next couple of years, maybe, um, because they really have struggled to build up the numbers and get quality depth at that spot. 
it might take a couple of years for them to kind of get that position back where it needs to be uh, in a healthier spot for the long term. As you said, Emmanuel Koye looks like a longer term project, probably at least another year away from making any sort of major impact. Um, Ethan Davis still developing as a blocker ma- mainly. You know, I, I've had to kind of remind some people lately. He just played one season of high school football. He was a really interesting prospect, um, but he kind of burst onto the scene as a junior playing football for the first time. He was a basketball kid. Um, and then his senior year, he missed uh, after having a, a surgery around the start of his senior season. So he played one year in high school, and then he gets to Tennessee, and he gets hurt at the end of spring practice. So his first offseason in college, he didn't really get to spend all that time training and getting himself ready to play. So I think a full offseason this year will do him a lot of good and get him ready to play maybe as Tennessee's number two tight end this year. Uh, and then that will that will give him a chance to, to compete for a bigger role, I think, in the future. And I think Tennessee is still really excited about him. That's the other aspect of this and why you maybe don't try to even bring in that second starter quality tight end right now. You don't want to block Ethan Davis from having a role on Tennessee's team next year. So I think now there's an opportunity for him to, to, to maybe grow his role a little bit as, as that number two tight end. Uh, he can maybe gradually take on more as the season progresses if, if things go well. And, uh, and that gives Tennessee, in the meantime, uh, a pretty solidified option uh, as the number one tight end. And they've, they've flat out told him, hey, look, we split the snaps basically this year with McAllen Castles and Jacob Warren, but they don't play a lot of two tight end sets. They play one, uh, and they, they obviously run fast, and uh, that up-tempo offense keeps them from substituting a lot. So they kind of told him, hey, look, we envision you playing – the role both of those guys played that basically you're just going to take on the snaps that they, they both played all by yourself. Um, they might, they might, you know, give him a series off here or there with an Ethan Davis or whoever might be the number two option, but they made it clear. They see him as a full-time guy at tight end. They don't plan to take him off the field too much. And, and that obviously appealed to a guy that's looking for an expanded role at Notre Dame after he started six games this past season. Still plenty more to discuss here on the GoVols 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition of the podcast, but we do need to take a quick timeout before we do so, and we will do that right now. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back into the GoVol 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition because Holden stays the tight end from Notre Dame. 
as committed to Tennessee, the first portal addition for the Vols this cycle, a very important addition as well. Not only a talented player, but a talented player at a position of need. I'm Ben McKee coming to you live from San Antonio, getting ready for Tennessee basketball on Saturday night. Ryan Callahan back in Knoxville running around all over the place because it's a busy recruiting weekend for the Vols. And we're going to ask Ryan about that here in just a moment. But first, before we do, would like to encourage you to take a moment out of your day to like, rate, and review the podcast. Wherever you do get your podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. And as Wes and I like to ask or request, send it over to a friend that listens to podcasts but hasn't quite found us yet. That would greatly help us. Uh, so send it over to a friend, coworker, whatever. Uh, that loves to listen to podcasts and is a Tennessee fan and you think would enjoy this podcast, that would greatly help us out. Ryan, I mentioned you've been running around town all over the place because Tennessee football recruiting has you just about as busy as it gets. Uh, give us what the weekend has already looked like up up until this point. I know you've had communication with a couple of, of visitors who have been in and out of town. Yeah, uh, still still hoping to catch up with Florida offensive line uh, transfer Jalen Farmer. He was in town Wednesday through Friday. He was immediately afterward headed to Kentucky uh, for a visit there. So we'll 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 hopefully catch up with him later and see uh, what he has to say about that visit. But that that's obviously one that uh, could address another need for Tennessee there on the offensive line, a, a guard probably um, for Tennessee, but someone that could give them a little more depth on the offensive line. He was not a starter at Florida kind of a similar type player right now at this point in his career to a Gerald Mincy who came in as a backup from Florida a couple of years ago and has been a starter for Tennessee. So um, a really interesting background in the sense that Florida had to fight off Alabama and Auburn down the stretch to hold on to him. So obviously a guy that's an SEC level player who's already been in the league for a couple of years, certainly knows what it takes to play at this level. And, and if Tennessee you know, likes what it sees there, uh, if everything checks out on, on the visit and they continue to push for him, could be a potentially nice fit if they can land him. So we'll see where things go from there. But that's um, that's kind of the visit that started off the weekend from the transfer portal. And then a, a, kind of an interesting blend of transfer portal visitors and high school and junior college visitors this weekend. Uh, I believe eight official visitors uh, total, at least, that we've confirmed so far that will be in for the weekend. Uh, potentially some others that could still be added. We'll see about that throughout the weekend. But definitely uh, a pretty good list of guys. A couple from the transfer portal that are certainly worth noting. Uh, Tennessee, you know, definitely involved uh, with some defensive backs at that. Uh, you know, looking for the, some both corners and safeties in the transfer portal. But corners have taken a, a priority or have been a priority here recently with all the uh, guys they've lost to the transfer portal at that position. And, and Devin Marshall from uh, from Villanova was scheduled to arrive Friday. I believe he's already in town uh, for what's really a, a pretty pretty short visit. Uh, I believe he's uh, scheduled to head out of Knoxville on Saturday uh, by the afternoon, at least, uh, to head to NC State for another roughly 24-hour visit as he uh, kind of rushes through this this final week of the contact period and, and gets ready to make a decision at some point. Uh, but but Tennessee, one of a handful of teams in the picture for him. He was going to West Virginia on Thursday and Friday before Tennessee and then NC State this weekend. So we'll see if he takes any other visits. There is a transfer portal window in early January that could allow him and some other guys to do that. Uh, of course, Tennessee had a couple other visitors in earlier in the week, Chris Brazel on Monday and Tuesday, the, uh, the two lane wide receiver, uh, and then, uh, another cornerback target, uh, Jermod, uh, I'm blanking on his last name from Oregon state, uh, Jermod, Mc Jermod McCoy, uh, from Oregon state, 
that was a uh, freshman this past season. So a guy with three remaining seasons of eligibility and currently a four star in 24 seven sports transfer portal ratings. Um, so someone who's, who's pretty coveted, he's visiting Texas A&M this weekend. He's planning to go to Oregon and Oklahoma in early January before making a decision. So still a lot of competition there. He also visited SMU last weekend. Uh, I would say the Texas A&M visit in particular really worth watching because he's originally from Texas. Uh, and I think the Aggies could be a, a, a real contender for him if they, uh, if, if they like what they see this weekend and continue to push for him. So we'll see where that one goes and continue to keep an eye on all those guys who have visited Tennessee uh, recently and, and visiting this weekend as well. Uh, pretty busy weekend with all those high school visitors and uh, the transfer targets. And, you know, again, we mentioned Jordan Dingle was on campus, but that visit's kind of wrapped up already or, or wrapping up if, if it hasn't already. And, and he's looking for somewhere else to go, I think, for the rest of the weekend to see uh, what his other options are. But, uh, you know, again, tight end positions, an important need for Tennessee. That could include a high school addition. They've got a couple tight ends from the high school ranks on campus this weekend as well among the high school and junior college visitors. Cole Harrison. Uh, a tight end from out in California at, at Junipero Sarah High School from uh, in San Mateo, California, near San Francisco. Um, he is, uh, it looks like considering Tennessee and Washington State primarily, Pittsburgh has also been in the picture. That would seem on the surface like a battle Tennessee can win, and I certainly wouldn't fault anyone for thinking that, but it is worth noting, Washington State, obviously closer to home. He went there a couple weeks ago, has a couple former teammates playing there, and they have been recruiting him longer than Tennessee. So. I've seen these kinds of recruitments before. It wouldn't shock me if the school closer to home ends up winning out. That can happen sometimes. But I certainly think Tennessee has a real shot at landing Cole Harrison. So we'll see how that visit goes this weekend. And then the other one that sort of popped up this week, uh, we weren't sure how real of an option he might be after getting an offer from Tennessee recently. But Willie Rodriguez, a Kentucky commitment from up near Cincinnati, and uh, uh, I believe just outside Covington, Kentucky, right there in the Cincinnati suburbs, um, visiting Tennessee this weekend after getting an in-home visit from Vince Marrow and another Kentucky assistant uh, on Thursday night. So they came in, tried to shut down the visit, were not successful in doing so. You would think that's a good sign for Tennessee that he still followed through on making the visit. Um, and he's a pretty coveted guy. Ended up with 35 offers, I believe, to this point. Auburn also offered last week in addition to Tennessee, but he visits Tennessee this weekend. That, that one to me is really interesting. So we'll see if Tennessee can get one of those guys. I don't know that they're looking to take two high school tight ends, but they might consider it if things were to actually line up that way. But obviously after losing Jonathan Eccles, the former four-star commitment, longtime Tennessee commitment uh, who decommitted last week and flipped to USF, um, they, they obviously need at least one tight end in this class. So certainly Cole Harrison and Willie Rodriguez, both strong possibilities for Tennessee, and they need one of them for sure uh, to feel better about the tight end position going into next season. That would at least give them four scholarship bodies at that position and put them in a much better shape uh, overall going into next year. So we'll see where this weekend kind of leaves things. But that's that to me uh, is an important tandem of players at the tight end position visiting Tennessee. After just recently, we weren't sure where they might go at that position. At least they've got a couple pretty good options they feel good about this weekend. A lot going on in the recruiting world for Tennessee football right now. Where can people follow you and your work and where can they find the site as well? Yeah, GoVols247.com. Get all the coverage there throughout the weekend leading up to early signing day. It is just five days away now, so uh, a lot will happen and will continue to happen over the next five days as Tennessee looks to put the uh, the finishing touches on at least the majority of this 2024 signing class. Part of that, and we'll have a story on this Friday night breaking it down as well, 
Tennessee's got a number of guys who will be on campus this weekend. Some are already in town uh, participating in Tennessee's on-campus bowl practices. So some of these guys will be locked into Tennessee's class even before Wednesday once they start practicing with the Vols. So we'll have we'll have a full breakdown of all of that and when guys are practicing. Uh, but yeah, more than half of Tennessee's current commitments will be locked in with the Vols before Wednesday. Uh, and then obviously they'll be looking to sign the rest on Wednesday and add to that over the next few days. But yeah, lots to keep track of and we'll have it all covered for you at GoVols247.com. And that includes plenty of transfer portal updates as well. That will not slow down even during the dead period. So stay tuned even beyond Wednesday as things continue to play out in the transfer portal. He's Ryan Callahan. I'm Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the Gavals 24-7 Breaking News edition of the podcast. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Gavals 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock. Got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent, growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, you also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world 
being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.